Hello and welcome back to This is 30 Something. We're your hosts, Jamie and Jules. What's up? All right, so I have to just call you out about something. Oh. I get made fun of because of this giant water bottle that I carry around with me. I feel like we talked about it last week. When, when you say giant, it's ginormous. But now it I see. It is 128 ounces and she looks crazy. But I drink it. You do. I get some drinking water. Sure. But now I see that you have a version of <laughs> with you today. I do. I will tell you mine is only half the size of yours. Mm-hmm. But I did notice that we were just talking about it. The way, the place where you, like, it's indented to put your hands. Yeah. They're so big, the both of them, that it's not where you would, like, hold it with one hand. It's made for you to hold it with two hands, like you're holding a baby bottle to yeah. take a drink. Looks so like a little I feel kid so holding stupid. a juice box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I am trying to drink more water because I, I don't drink a lot. How long have you had it for? Um, Almost a week. Do you notice a difference with the amount of water that you're drinking? I noticed I pee nonstop. Yeah. We were at the museum yesterday at the Franklin Institute, and that was the first time I was in public where I had to, like, very obviously leave over and over to pee. Do you notice a difference with, like, your skin or anything else? Um, Not my skin. I will tell you, and this sounds crazy, and it's actually crazy. I wear contacts. My contact lenses don't dry out as much, and I'm realizing as we're talking about this, I literally have more liquid yep. in my, I guess, my eyes to, like, keep lubricating my yeah. eyes. So I guess it is making a difference. It affects everything. I do feel a lot better. And I'll tell you, it, I don't know that I feel better, like better than I was feeling, but what I, I don't have any more headaches, which I didn't realize how often I was getting dehydrated. Yep. So I do feel really good. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I had to go. Well, all right. Well, Excuse me. let's just get into it. Fact and feature. Do you want to go? Go ahead. So my fact is, and I think everybody knows this by now, but I am obsessed with lymphatic drainage. Oh, yeah. To where I will, like, dry brush, right, to get my my lymphatic drainage going. And we've talked about this, you doing it right before bed. Yep, and I take these drops that help with it and just, like, a bunch of different stuff. I'm obsessed with it. And then she literally walked me to the store to get my own stuff to make sure that I was also doing it. Exactly. I think it's so important and it's not talked about enough. And, like, not enough people know the benefits of it, but it literally, when you do that, clears out the toxins and the stuff that's just thinking about it, like, just sitting in your cells and by draining it, you're just getting rid of all of that yeah. stuff, right? So the you're idea, kind of getting things moving and exactly, back and out. you're peeing it out, or you're sweating it out, or pooping it out, and just think of it like this stuff is just sitting in your cells and in your lymph nodes, and when you're moving it, it's just getting it out. Yeah. But anyway, Jules and I oh, finally got appointments to get lymphatic drainage massages i'm gonna be really honest i don't know what to expect so i don't know like am i supposed to be naked no wear underwear and a bra because they do your stomach they do they do your stomach that's weird to me like i get massages regularly but obviously this (laughs) if your masseuse is massaging your stomach something else is happening it's not your masseuse any longer I don't. I feel like I would be ticklish. No, they, they're not going to like tickle you, but it's it's just getting that area flowing. See, and I know we did a, a, a segment on this before. I am so uncomfortable already in massages mm-hmm. and like trying to look natural, right? Like as uncomfortable as you might be, you've got to like pawn it off. Like no biggie. Doesn't, yeah. If they're 
on my stomach, I think I'm going to have to like freeze my face. I'm just going to be embarrassed. Like <laughs> or giggle. No one needs to see my stomach. <laughs> oh my God. At least when you're laying down, I'm like, I have like a weird crease in my stomach. Oh, I, same. Well, I gained weight. Like, so we're 30 somethings, mm-hmm. right? And when we were younger, the fad was to wear like tight but really low like Britney Spears era oh my pants. Oh god, I'll die if that ever comes back. I know. I could never do it. But my all of my weight is like above that, right? right? Like I feel like my pants like flattened that part of me and then everything like it didn't have room to go there, so it's yeah. just like so now that's like I have, I have this like this awkward pouch. shape. Yeah. Yep, it's really gross. <laughs> yeah. But maybe if I lay down it'll like smooth out. All I think about, like, I've seen videos of how they do this, and they do this technique to where I can envision, like, the way that they're going to touch my stomach. It's going to cause, like, a ripple effect. Like, it's just going to... I'm going to fart. Oh, my... (laughs) I'll get uncomfortable and then just... Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. We'll keep everyone posted. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. What's yours? Do you want me to do my fact or do you want your, uh, your feature first? Oh, my fact. My gosh, I feel like I'm mad. Get with it. So my fact is actually similar in that it's it has to do with salons and sort of, you know, body stuff. Oh. Um, as you know, mm-hmm. I have an Armenian unibrow naturally. Yes, yes. Right? You do. Which uh, someone who will meet rename nameless used to call me Bert because it basically is like a piece <laughs> of felt across my forehead that we have very carefully over the years crafted into two individual eyebrows, which great. is also helpful because now I can have facial expressions, right? Yeah. I went to someone new the other day to do my eyebrows and she, I look, James, I feel like I look, and I know you said you don't notice it, like a psychopath. I don't think you they do. They came out so thin. They're like half the size of my normal eyebrows. But I feel like you've like, always I had can thin only eyebrows. look half a surprise now because the rest of them <laughs> like gone. isn't on my face anymore. And then it's so awkward because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even like fill it in because now I'm just coloring on my face. I think they look good. They I don't. You've never so had, I mean, post unibrow you've never had like overly thick eyebrows so I don't well think and it's I will tell difference. you part of that's like I got in the habit of like over tweezing and like once you do like they just it's gone come back yeah that's it but she like I, I, that's why I was like coveting every in, like special hair and then she just I saw the strip when she left it and I was at, like half of my eyebrow was on her strip okay speaking of that I was filling in my eyebrows today because if I don't I have like none I found a gray in my eyebrow. Like I am very gray on my head. I didn't know eyebrows went gray. I guess they uh, do. Me either, except like I found that out today. Well, I've never noticed that, thank God. Okay, sure. But here my eyebrow, I have a gray eyebrow. Maybe it's my mojo. Maybe it is your you cannot pluck it. I can't. You'll suddenly become uncool. Well. People will stop inviting you to parties right away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you want to do your feature? You want me to? Um, you can go. Go ahead. All right. So mine is kind of aligned to what you talked about last week around how to be healthy. We're in our, our 30s. I don't know why I was just about to say we're in our 80s. <laughs> <laughs> With your gray <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> I don't know. Like I in my head, I was like, in your 80s. Oh my God. Um, so mine is all about longevity to-do list for your 30s. So your 30s are busy. You have kids, a marriage, a career. How you maintain your health and well-being during your 30s will largely determine how your health for the rest of your life will be. That's kind of scary. Like It is, but you know what? By the same token, <laughs> all of you listeners mm-hmm. who are in your 30s, this means like now's the time to get your shit to together. To do it. Like you still have time. Just fix it now. Yeah. 
All right, so here's a few of them. And that's true with your finances too, by the way, right? Like I know we're talking Absolutely. about your bodies, but like this is the point at which it's it's like you can fix it at this point, but after that, like if you're it's not saving long. for retirement, like you're not going to catch up at that you're point. You're not if you going it. to catch up at that yeah. point. It's so true. 30s are kind of like where you have to suddenly become an adult. Your 20s are like you can still pull it off, but yeah. your 30s you have to start adulting. Your 30s make or break you. Mm-hmm. All right, so go ahead. And I don't know if I'm making it or breaking it. You're in my thirties. You're hope making so. it. All right, number one, maintain your proper weight. It will be easier to work on your weight loss in your thirties than it will be in your forties and beyond. So true. Because oh, I yeah. know there's such a difference between my twenties and my thirties. Well, and one thing that we learned, you know, so at another job of ours was that when you, what is it? So someone who is heavier and then loses weight has a much harder time for the rest of their life versus somebody who is always that same weight. Right. Right. So it's like if you're carrying weight for longer, even if you finally figure it out and get it together, like it'll, it'll be that much harder. So yeah, fix it now while you can don't exactly. wait and leave it. Or until it gets to a point to where like there, I mean, there's always a way to turn back, but to a point where you kind of feel like hopeless. Yeah. Or like no matter what I do, I can't get anything to, to drop off. Yeah. I'm feeling that way. Already. I already know. Um, this is primarily because you're in, because with increasing age, your metabolism and lean muscle mass will decrease leading to easier weight gain and harder weight loss. So make a pledge to yourself to get to your 40th birthday at a healthy weight. That's actually a great idea. Yeah. I actually love that. Oh, yeah. And I think, I, I, I guess, on that same in that same vein, things that can up your metabolism, right? Certain types of exercises. Even, Spicy like, food. the way that you eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that becomes more important because your, meta- your metabolism needs a little help. Turmeric, which we were literally just oh, yeah. talking about. I hate turmeric, but that's turmeric. another spice that really is good for your metabolism. Yeah. Number two, prioritize your exercise. We understand you're busy. You may not think you have time to exercise, but if you start exercising daily, you'll be more efficient at your work and you will feel better. It's true. You'll have more energy. You'll sleep better. You might be even more creative. Do you exercise daily? I do. So I just started. So I I try, okay, not daily. I'm lying. Let me take that back. Something that I just started doing is going on daily walks. So I spend 30 minutes a day walking and this is without the dogs because- they slow me down, yeah. right? I mean, Mango has to stop and sniff everything. Jerry's a little psychopath that barks at everything, so it's not relaxing. So either Adam will come with me or I do it myself, and I listen to, like, a guided meditation, like yeah. like one that you can do while you're walking. Good for you, or, especially when it's getting cold out. Exactly. Like, good for you. Exactly. Or I'll listen to, you know, I have a, a walking playlist, so I will do that. Before that, like, I was doing stuff either in the basement or in my room, um, yoga, or nothing crazy. Like yeah. I'm not like dripping sweat by the time I'm done. But the whole thing to me is getting your body moving. Yeah. Doing something. You know what I just saw the other day? So I, as I think we talked about last week, I am running um, a race tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. Across the, the Ben Franklin Bridge back in Philly. And I was picking up my packet pickup at a shoe store. <laughs> what? Picking up my packet People pickup. <laughs> Peter Pepper picked up a pickup. Pepper. <laughs> I was picking up my stuff at a running store and they had, which I'd never seen. And it's like really good for runners, cyclers, but probably even like if you're just out in a neighborhood. Yeah. Their headphones, and maybe you've already seen them in their thing. They don't go in your ear. They're yeah. like speakers that sit behind your ear. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say like kind of like a head warmer, but with no, microphones in them. They sit behind or, your ear. Yeah. And, the, and it uses, I think, your ear bone and the vibrations of your ear bone to... to um, like uh, uh, turn up the volume of the the decibels of the sound that you hear, so it still sounds loud, 
but your ears are still open to the outside so that you can, you're still aware of your surroundings. So I'll so tell you. So if you're a runner and cars are coming or if like you're by yourself at night and you still want to like be aware of what's around you, yeah. like you can still listen to something like a meditation without getting, I guess, jumped. I will tell you, I have an odd fear at the age of 39 of getting kidnapped, though I'm confident like no one would keep me after being with me for a minute. Everybody so does. You, 30 seconds. They'd be like, get her. <laughs> get out. out. <laughs> Done. But- like I was walking this morning and to your point, I had my headphones in my ears. Yeah. And you do like, you stop, you turn around, like yeah. you take them out to Especially here. Especially if you're like next to bushes or something, something. where you're like, someone could hide here. Yeah. I actually, when I run and it sounds crazy and it's not safe, especially if I had in, in-ear yeah. headphones, when I used to run at night, I would run in the middle of the street. Cause I'm uh, the lights are on and I'm yeah. like, if somebody kidnaps me, you have time people to will see me, see I'll them. see them. Yeah. yeah. You have more of a reaction mm-hmm. time. I do have that cartoonish image of like an arm coming out of a bush and just like. Same. Or like a cane. <laughs> Pulling you <laughs> to the side. Okay. Next one. Learn to sleep, which I have mastered sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't call Jamie after seven o'clock at night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's not home. She's out. She's sleeping. Um, sleep is a healthy thing. Spend time in your 30s building strong sleep skills. Learn how to fall asleep within 30 minutes of hitting the pillow. It literally takes me 10. Take action to make sure you get enough sleep every night and to be sure to have a healthcare provider if you think you might have a sleep problem or disorder. Not getting enough sleep not only affects your body, but for example, increasing stress, which can lead to compulsive eating and weight gain. It affects how well you work and how much you enjoy life. Julia? This okay. is my biggest issue with I know. you. I know. And it I drives will tell me you, nuts. I have changed. So my goal right now, which would horrify you, but we talked mm. about this, is for me to be in bed by, by midnight. midnight, which I have not quite hit. Yesterday was like, well, yesterday was like 4 a.m. Which I'm already sleeping for at least three hours by then. I struggled yesterday. I just was not tired. But I do think that like a lot of the problems that I have with my body, like my spine is its own issue anyway. Right. But I don't think it's able to heal as much because I just you like sleep is restorative that Mm -hmm. is when your body repairs itself so if you're not sleeping that time just isn't it's not happening right I will tell you though and something that I um started doing more which is weird for me and I actually think I might switch to a Garmin for other reasons but I sleep with my Fitbit now Yep. Even if I don't wear it during the day, I put it on at night. So it monitors your sleep. It monitors how well I'm sleeping so that I, it's not just, because I, I used to be like, no, I, I fall asleep right away. And then, but like seeing like, is it good quality sleep? Yeah. Or am I actually waking up over and over? Yeah. And I would swear that I'm not, but my Fitbit says that I am yeah. and I just don't remember it. And I will tell you when I stopped drinking, right? For what it's worth, all of a sudden the quality of my sleep went way up. Even though I was sleeping oh, the same amount. Like, completely different totally different things that you do like screens like it impacts how well you sleep not even just what how you long. eat so I notice and I we've talked about this before I think I'm not a big drinker I'm a big eater but I'm not a big drinker but when I would drink and go to bed it's the sugars I would wake up in the middle of the night and think I'm like having a heart attack like, yeah. my heart is pounding yeah. it's all of the sugars and the same with if you eat a lot of carbs before you mm-hmm. go to bed if you have chocolate before you go to bed anything yeah. like a lot of sugar like I will know I'm gonna have a shitty night's sleep tonight yeah if yeah. I've consumed let's say a ton of pizza before I go to bed yep because of the carbs the sugar everything it plays such a huge part especially drinking and I will say I know we talk about a lot of natural stuff yeah. right and the best thing is obviously for you to get your body to kind of function on its own but if you take medication anything that you need to do I have noticed that if I take my medicine 
even like an hour off at night. Yeah. Like I take an anti-anxiety, which I just have very high anxiety. I will literally wake up in the middle of the night with my heart racing because like my body is very sensitive, even though in my head I'm like, what does it know? I'm unconscious. Exactly. It, it, does. it knows. Yeah. Absolutely knows. Find your relaxation practice. When was the last time you truly deeply relaxed, Julia? 1999. Never. Never. Relaxation should be a part of your daily life. If you can find a way to turn off your stress for a while, um, you may prevent many of the stress-related illnesses. This is important. Yeah. Anything. Do you do anything daily that's to relaxation? Relax? Yeah. No. I want to turn my cabana into a yoga studio, but that's like mm-hmm. a whole project. I will tell you, my sister asked me yesterday, have you ever seen like, and you know, I have one in, in my backyard, the hammocks that it's not a hammock. It's like a hammock chair on a stand. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like a metal sort of thing. It looks like a banana holder, like yes. picture like a fruit holder that's and a exactly banana is like hanging out of it. She was asking me, she's like, is yours comfortable? She just bought a house. So she was like, is yours comfortable? And I was like, it is. And she said, well, I never see you in it. I was like, well, that's a different issue. I actually don't sit down. So like, you'll never see me in it because I don't sit. Right. But when I do, I'm like, oh, this is really nice. Yeah. But I have a problem where I'm always on my feet. You are and I always doing something. Because it's like the mindset. I feel like I'm wasting time otherwise. And I have to shift that mentality into yep. I'm actively doing something good for my body. Exactly. Yeah. So I actually have a sauna blanket. Adam got it for me for Ooh. Christmas last year. And I use it so often. Like it is just permanently out in my office. Is I it, use- you just like hot underneath it? It's hot in it. It's like you're sitting. Like a sleeping bag? It's like you're sleeping in a, it's like you're in a sleeping bag and it is heated. I don't know that I would like that. Are your feet and sweating? you sweat. How do you wash it? With just like, like a, a I use like a non-chemical type spray, but yeah. you just clean it out. Okay. And do you feel better after it? Yeah. Is it relaxing? Oh my gosh. I will fall asleep in there. Yeah. And my rule is when I'm in there, I have no phone unless I'm listening to a guided meditation, but I have no, like I'm not texting. I'm not doing anything See, like that's that. that's where I break down. And you just go in it for like 20 minutes and that's it. It is so relaxing. Did you ever read Eat, Pray, Love? I saw the movie and it did nothing for me. So the, the book at least, I don't remember how it is in the movie, but she talks about how when she first, I forget where she is. I don't know if it's India or Indonesia, but she's doing yoga and she's trying so hard to meditate. But yeah. as she's sitting there, she's like, what am I doing here? Like, I I'm know. thinking of all my things. Okay, well, I'm going to make some lists in my head. And, and that's yep. how I am. Like, I it can't is a practice. shut it off. It's a practice. And I'm not good at it either. But it, it is a practice. And back to Eat, Pray, Love. I saw the movie. I thought, like, I at least afterwards would, like, want to get up and, like, take a jog. Like, inspired. it did nothing for me. I did not Aww. feel inspired at that. all. I don't know what was missing for me. Yeah. But right. What else? Eat your vegetables. Here's a simple rule for healthy oh, yeah. for healthy eating. Eat plants. Veggies and fruits are the best thing for your body. And I will tell you, when I was a vegetarian for two and a half years, I felt amazing. Oh, yeah. You never left a meal feeling like you were going to explode because you ate so much. I will tell you, it feels... So when I have eaten really unhealthy and then I suddenly shift to eating healthy, you'll feel even like a little shitty for the first day or two because you're yeah. like your body's not used to that much fiber you're gassy yeah. and I feel like a lot of people fall off at that point where they're like I don't feel well and they stop yeah once you get, get past, past it, it. And your body kind of recalibrates you yeah. do feel so much better I brought over today lychee which I didn't realize you had um tamarind I brought a dragon, dragon fruit. fruit yeah is my eye crossed right now no can you not tell when your eyes are no, it feels like it is because I'm like looking at you and whatever. 
Uh, start screening <laughs> and testing. So you talked about this during your last one. Start what? Screening and testing. Oh, yeah. Time to start screening and testing. Don't think that just because you're only 30, you're not at risk for illness, diabetes, high blood pressure, and other lifestyle illnesses, maybe starting already in your body, which terrifies me. We have friends, I mean, that have, you know, had medical issues already. Mm -hmm. Maintain friendships. This is huge. Feeling connected and and needing a boost can improve your health. Your immune system works better. You have more social resources available if you need help and even develop fewer chronic illnesses when you are older. For sure. And I think that's something that I am struggling to work on that I have to. But it does like that is probably the number one source of especially like in my situation as a single parent with a kid. Like, yeah, I'm just chronically stressed. And the stress and the anxiety takes such a toll on your body in every way. You need an outlet. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about this often with having anxiety. It's something we both have. And you and I talk about it a ton. Yeah. And I think it is such a huge. Yeah weight lifted off when you have somebody that you can talk to about that oh, yeah. stuff yeah um the last one balance home and work your 30s are when your career might really take off it is also when you might be having kids in a marriage or a serious relationship striking a balance between your home life and your work life is critical mm-hmm. take some time to sit back and reflect are things in balance do changes need to be made getting it right can reduce a tremendous amount of stress in your life that's a funny one for now because i feel like a lot of it's it's odd a lot of parents who had to work from home mm-hmm. some of them are continuing to work from home right either companies are realizing that that structure works or that flexibility is doing good yeah and for some people they found a way to make that situation an improvement right they're not commuting to and from they're not having to you know time at work doesn't mean time away from your family or your right. kids they can kind of do both for other people I know some people struggle to draw the line, right? Where it's like you feel like you're on all the, all time. the time. You're working 24 hours a day because your work is kind of where you always are. Absolutely. So I think it's just as important to figure out have how to, have to that balance. Yeah, how to actually balance it, and not also, just do them both all the time. You know, and someone that doesn't have kids, but I am married and, and you still have a whole life. Yeah. yeah, totally. But I think the other thing that is huge too, like I know when I got married, and Adam knows this. I was very honest with him about it. I cried for probably like a month straight because I felt like I lost a part of myself because yeah. I've always been pretty independent, independent. right? Yeah, I never needed have. to get married, all of that stuff. And so I think it's also that balance too. Like just because you're married doesn't mean yeah. that, you know, the only person I can go away with or hang out with or be with is my husband. Like yeah. it couldn't be more opposite with the two of us. And I think that's something I value the most in our relationship is that we are dependent on each other to an extent, but we're also very independent of each other with a lot of things, which I love. Like we don't have to be together 24 seven. So I think even finding that kind of balance of like be your own person. We were just talking about this, like making sure that even if you have a role, whatever that role is, parent, spouse, whatever, that you still have your own sense of identity. Exactly. Right. You're continuing to be a, whole person with lots of different pieces of you that are stimulating different ways exactly but that was mine I like that one that was good I feel like that's very timely especially with what's going on right now and everyone's sort of I don't want to say coming off the pandemic but we're all starting to kind of creep back into a life outside of your normal and getting into like your routines that you had before yeah it's hard to forget a lot it's easy to forget a lot of that stuff and it's hard to get back into 
your routines with things. Yeah. But by the same token, that also means similar to what we were saying about like your 30s is your time to turn it around with certain things. This is also a time for you to to figure out like what are those things you want to get back into, yeah. right? What are the things that you were doing out of, you know, a sense of obligation that weren't adding anything to your life? Don't do those things, right? right? At Find other age, hobbies that you like. It and, doesn't matter what age you are with that. Like at any age, it's never yeah. too late to turn it around. That's right. You can kind of rebuild your life back into whatever you want it to be. Exactly. Well, thank you for sharing. That was really good. Thanks. Um, mine is pretty different. Oh, shocking. I'll tell you, mine was actually, and it came about, it was a combination of a couple of things, but one of the main drivers was, well, two of the main drivers. We know that right now with everything going on with Facebook, there's a lot of talk about misinformation, what is being shared, what's real, what's not real, what do people believe, and then teach their kids. And and then the other thing was, um, so I run a book club, and in my book club, we read a book, and it was actually about the French perspective during the holocaust and the french French, the french Mm -hmm. yep and everyone was like we never really learned about the french side of the holocaust right right kids today some of them like barely learn about the holocaust right so it got me thinking about parts of history that have either been forgotten right and they're i mean with history History continues to happen. So as more things happen, 9-11, this, that, and the other, you can only teach so many things to kids. So like eventually some stuff drops off. Yeah. But what are those things that are either forgotten that we we don't even remember anymore or that have gone down in history differently than how they actually happened? Yeah. So I thought we would talk through some of them. I like that. And it's funny that you say that. So, you know, you hear about the Vietnam War and here we hear something, but then, you know, both of us have been to Vietnam. Yeah. Did you go to the... The museum? Yeah. Yep. Seeing it, it there. It is such a strange experience. Oh, my God. I it forget what the name of the museum is. It's like uh, the different. Museum of American Aggression or something like that. It is... Ni- I mean, obviously, right? I mean, you're going to expect course. differences, but Their version it, of what happened is so different than our exactly. version. And I, I will tell you, and it's funny that you say that because my instinct at first is like, oh, my gosh, how could they lie? How wrong? And then you realize, no. We have a perspective as, we'll say, winners, right? Yeah. They have a perspective as winners. Or, you know, our, our perspective with Vietnam is as losers. Right. But it's it's two sides and two pieces of a puzzle that neither side really probably teaches the whole exactly. truth. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It was very, very different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So, let's go through a couple of these. Okay. Well, a few of them. Number one, Paul Revere never shouted, the British are coming. What? So, you know, the British are coming, the British are coming. Yeah. Um, First of all, history tells us that it would be extremely dangerous if he, the whole point was for him to be discreet, right, and quiet in the middle of the night. If he started, like, screaming at the top of his lungs, that would be an idiotic move, right? He'd get shot. We we would have died at the end. Yeah. Um, But also, colonial Americans at that time considered themselves still to be British. So it wouldn't have made sense. It, it wouldn't have made sense. What he could have said, which I had never heard this, but he, at the time, they actually called the Brits regulars. Right? Mm. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. I had never heard that, but but that's completely untrue. So never happened. Number two, something I didn't know. The current flag, so our flag with 50 stars uh, and our red and white stripes, was designed by a 17-year-old. And his name was Robert G. Heft. He actually created the design in 1958. And it was in advance of him knowing or suspecting um, Alaska and Hawaii were going to join and that a new flag needs oh, to be made. that's weird. He got a B minus on his assignment. Of that? Yeah. A B minus. 
And his teacher at the time basically made fun of him and was like, you don't even know how many stars there should be. Like, you messed up. This isn't right. Because in his head, he was including Alaska and Hawaii. So he wrote to the White House 21 times until eventually President Eisenhower actually called him up uh, in person and told him that his design was going to be the next official Oh, my God. I have chills. Isn't that crazy? That's really cool. I like that one. That reminds me of Einstein where it's like great idea, but somebody along the way was like, nope, that's terrible. And he persevered anyway. Do you know, I thought exactly the same thing when I heard that story. That sounds a lot like Einstein. (laughs) I thought you were serious. (laughs) I don't even know what you're referring to with (laughs) Einstein. Well, moving on. Mm -hmm. Um, Number three actually pertains to what you were just talking about. Many of history's biggest disasters, like the most uh, horrific disasters, were actually caused by lack of sleep. I believe it. The Challenger explosion, right, where the space shuttle um, in 1986 exploded. Some of the managers who were uh, in charge of a lot of the operations of getting the shuttle off the ground were only functioning on two hours of sleep, and they made mistakes. Chernobyl, wow, right? Where the power plant that exploded, um, that still today, right, radiation is still an issue in that entire region. Right. Um, people were, the people right before the explosion had been working for 13 consecutive hours. Wow. And were still going and they made mistakes. Um, and in fact, if you've never seen, I think it's called Chernobyl. The, um, I think it's on Amazon Prime, the series. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it if anybody wants. It's a very heavy series, but it's really good. Um, the Exxon Valdez oil spill, the one that I remember when we were kids, right? So in 1989, yeah. 250,000 barrels of crude oil in the ocean. I remember seeing all of the, in fact, in the middle of Sesame Street, they were showing like the little ducklings <laughs> with oil on Stop, them. And that's where Dawn soap came about yes! probably to get it off. Exactly yeah. right. And that's why to, to this day I use Dawn soap for exactly that reason. I use the, I use it on the dogs to bathe them. Dawn yes. soap. So the, the crew had just finished a 22 hour shift. Wow. Loading oil and they, they made mistakes. So sleep. We just talked about it. So important, yeah. right? Not all of us are in a, a, a job where we can, you know, cause a disaster that big, but you never know. Yeah. Um, the Pope once declared, this actually I found fascinating, once declared war on cats. And so you think, all right, well, you know, that's stupid. Except um, Pope Gregory the Ninth. so in the 13th century, he believed that black cats, kind of like Hocus Pocus just, Right? Yeah. It was just on TV. And we all know with Halloween, black cats is a, you know, a, a supposedly a symbol of evil. He believed it was a symbol of Satan. He ordered his followers to kill every <gasps> cat that, that he found, all the black cats. As a result, it was a huge mistake. The rat population went out of control because there were Leave no it. cats. These rats were carrying the plague. <gasps> and so they think that may have been what had caused the blowout of Black Death of the plague that killed uh, upwards of 200 million people. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Because the, the rat population was kept unchecked. Wait, and the Pope just wasn't sleeping? Like, what was, what's the deal with that? No, he just, it, that was just a different fact. Nothing to do with sleep. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a well-informed decision, so I can't vouch for his habits, but. <laughs> he was drinking. Oh, yeah, right. The holy wine. Um, next one. Women were once made to wear muzzles in the UK. Did you know that? No. Actual muzzles. So it was like, they called it a scold's bridle. So a scold was essentially a woman who, they say her talk was inappropriate or libelous, right? So she had to wear a muzzle? They had this metal cage that they would put and it had a padlock in the back. 
And this thing that went into her mouth, it was basically like a spike that went into her mouth. And then some husbands would actually lead the wives around like on a leash on the muzzle. Isn't that awful? To basically like keep them in check and punish them for not having not having followed the rules of when they're allowed to open their mouths. And I would be dead in a heartbeat. You would be dead in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. Actually coming up. So we, for Thanksgiving, when you were in kindergarten, which we don't do anymore. Most right. schools don't anymore. But what did you dress up as? I'm scared. Did you have to dress up? We had to dress up. I don't know. We used to make those hand things. Oh, with the turkeys? The turkey with your hands. Our classes in our schools, they would divide us. And like half of us had to dress up as, now we call them Native Americans. But Yeah, I guess we And did. the other half were pilgrims. We would wear the headpiece. Yeah. We would uh, actually Or you would have the like a pilgrim hat. Yeah. Pilgrim hats never actually had buckles. So what we remember as yeah. pilgrims, which is like all over the place coming up for Thanksgiving, never actually happened. And in fact, the way that we remember pilgrims in like black uh, robes and attire with this yeah. like big buckle, not true. They actually wore like bright colors, right? So then where did that come from because then? Because on Sundays, they had to wear black when they went to church. That was like their best church wear. Yeah. And when you would have your portrait painted, you always wore like your finest clothes. So all the portraits and the paintings We're of pilgrims black. are in their finest clothes. But it would be like if we like... If everybody, like 200 years from now, if they believe that we all wore prom dresses and tuxedos. Yeah. 100% of the time. Right. right? Where it's little like, no, that's just know. like when you took your pictures, that's what you're wearing. Yeah. Little do they know I'm in like day three of these sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Haven't even brushed my hair today. Exactly. Uh, next one. There was someone named Mary and she did have a little lamb. So the nursery rhyme, Mary Hill Lamb, mm-hmm. which I thought was like made up and fictitious, yeah. was actually named after an 11-year-old girl named Mary Sawyer. She was um, a, girl, a student in Boston. And whenever she would go to school in the 1800s, her little pet lamb would actually follow her to school. That's adorable. Isn't that so cute? So in the late 1860s, she actually helped to raise money for an old church by selling pieces of wool from her lamb because he became this like little famous mascot. So he sold the, that lamb's wool, and that's where the actual story came from. That's adorable. Isn't that cute? That's so cute. All right, next one. Escalators, which we take for granted now. And I'm always horrified. Like, if I have to walk up a flight of stairs, I'm like, I don't understand. Where is the escalator? Right. right? Now we've also got elevators, but escalators are still all over the place. Yeah. When they were first rolled out, um, the London Underground, when they were trying to get people to start using escalators to come up from the underground platforms... They wouldn't get on them. They were terrified of them, which reminds me of that scene in Elf where he's got his legs, <laughs> his one leg. Out. It's like a split going yeah. up the elevator. So Escalator, the mean. manufacturer <laughs> of them, Molem and Cochran, they hired a one-legged man to demonstrate how safe it is by riding <laughs> up and down this escalator because it proved that he wasn't the escalator wouldn't make him fall over. I think they were afraid of like plunging to their death. But then wouldn't they think like how did he lose his leg? Maybe it was from the escalator. <laughs> did your mom ever tell you that when you were kids? My mother. Yes. That was the story like you ha- you can't you can't you have to pick up your feet before the end because otherwise it'll suck you under. It'll suck you under. And yeah. my mom always and until my adult years, I swore that she knew a little boy who had lost both his feet. Yeah. Right? Because he didn't stand over the, he didn't pick up his feet in time. Even to this day. Yeah. Like you still have to like kind of step when you get on to yep. not touch that part yep. that like And ours was an amazing that she told us this. So for years I'm like, his feet are probably like going around and around underneath this yeah. like thing in Macy's. Yep. Um, on that same note, shopping carts also had a really hard time being adopted. People um, 
they didn't catch on at all. They didn't want to use them. And so the inventor of the shopping cart, Sylvan Goldman, actually hired um, basically like decoys, fake shoppers to push them around stores and look oh really God. successful with them and like put pretend stuff in them so that other people saw the benefit of them and like felt like it was worth doing. Other, uh, If they didn't do that, like nobody would have used shopping carts anymore. Isn't that funny? Isn't that weird? Like the problems that there were back right? in the day. And like you wonder what from this era people are going to look back on and talk about. Like, yeah. oh my God, do you know in like 2021 that they were, I don't know. I don't, I can't even think of something. Either can I. Yeah. Because we're just all so perfect. <laughs> but they'll make fun of us for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, I'll give you a couple more. Forks used to be seen as sacrilegious. So oh, another you were thing. Say a hairbrush. No, like that is the Little Mermaid. mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen in real life. King Titan did not come and take it away. <laughs> um, people believe that. So it, they were obviously very religious back then in the 11th century, which is when they were first introduced. And they believed that they were against against the will of God because God, that they believe that touching food, especially in Italy where we know food is like such a main staple, mm-hmm. touching and, and putting food into your mouth with your fingers was like your connection to God. So when they tried to introduce the fork, people were appalled at the idea of using a fork. And in fact, which I didn't even know, funny. not just that, but the way that you would eat with your fingers. So in the Mediterranean, they still do it a lot where you're yeah. eating with your hands. If you ate with five fingers, it was... That's how they distinguished you between classes. The lower classes ate with all their fingers, I guess, because they were like grabbing at food as fast as they could. Yeah. But the upper classes ate with three fingers. And that was like the dainty way to show that they weren't poor and they didn't like really need the food that much. I would have been a palm in. Right. I would have been. My face would have been in the bowl. I would have just been like a. I would have been donkey and Shrek. Elbows deep. (laughs) Up in that bitch getting that pasta. Um, but King Charles of France, he actually bragged about how he owned five different forks. Whoa. Right? Baller. Whoa. Um, it took like hundreds of years, almost 200 years for people to finally accept and use them. This one really hurts my heart. So my favorite alcoholic drink is the Bloody Mary. Oh, okay. The Bloody Mary was almost known as the bucket of blood. Ew. Isn't that disgusting? You would mm-hmm. order, literally like a guy would order a bucket of blood. Um, it was first introduced at Harry's New York bar and there was a patron, a customer named Roy Barton who called it the bucket of blood. But then another bar at the St. Regis hotel reintroduced the drink because they thought it sounded too gross and they were too high class. So it was first called the red snapper and nobody would buy it because they thought fish was in it. Yeah. So then they, yep. They changed it to, I don't know why this was even better, but the bloody Mary and it stuck. And that's how we got the name the Bloody Mary thing, but it could have been because that isn't much better, right? I mean, no. bucket of blood's disgusting, but so is Bloody Mary. Yeah, is Bloody Mary also the thing that you say when you turn Bloody around three Mary, times? Or something? No, you look in a mirror and say it three times in the dark, and then you're supposed to say her. Oh, we talked about this, and then I asked you if it happened, and you said no, and I stopped believing you. Yeah. Um. Last one. Also to do with alcohol, the U.S. and I actually thought this is a conspiracy theory until I read it. And I was like, oh, that does that that that's true. The U.S. mass poisoned people in the 20s as a drinking deterrent. So you know during Prohibition when alcohol was illegal? Yeah. People who were really desperate and still wanted to drink were drinking rubbing alcohol. Oh my God. Right? Because it's like whatever they could get their hands on. So they couldn't get alcohol alcohol. So they, they they drank rubbing alcohol. So officials and the government started to denature it. So they started adding iodine, chloroform, gasoline, kerosene 
into it to make it more deadly to get people to stop drinking it. I take iodine drops. Should I stop taking them? Are you drinking it? No, I take a drop of it in my mouth. I think that's fine because we we have iodized salt. I don't know how much iodine they put in it. Okay. I don't know what an appropriate amount of iodine is, but I'm guessing they put more than that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, uh, as a result of them doing it, 10,000 people died. So, you know, if you're still here, you're then probably okay. safe. Then my drop of it's okay. A drop is fine. But, but those were a few of them, which it's crazy. Like I had never heard of any of them. Right. And as history moves forward, like the prohibition is, it's crazy. That's now a hundred years old. Yeah. Right. And you always hear these things of like, oh, um, it's, isn't it crazy that, which is wild that, the early 2000s is as far away from us now as the 60s were from when we were born, right? And it's like time goes so quickly, you don't realize it. And all of a sudden, 100 years later. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? What? Um, The song Ring Around the Rosie. Oh, God. Do you know what that's actually about? It's um, people dying of the plague. Yeah, it's black. I was going to say black death, the plague. But isn't that crazy, though? Like you play that as a kid and you think it's like, oh. So oh yeah, first all those songs. London Bridge is falling down. Like all yeah. of these are. We sang. Did we talk about this? Where Alex is obsessed with the Titanic, and I was saying to my sister the other day in kindergarten, we learned. Oh, there was. Do you hear the song? Oh, there was an old Titanic. Uh, the old Titanic, and it sailed the ocean blue. They thought they had a ship that water could never get through, and it was no. on that fateful day that the cruise ship hit that rock. And it was sad when the old ship went down. And then they go, oh, it was sad. Wah, wah. It was sad. Wah, wah. What and elementary school did you is, go to? In my adult years, I was like, oh, my God. We're, like, singing about people all, like, mass dying. dying in the middle of the ocean. And they taught it to us in kindergarten, and we just didn't know what we were singing about. But they didn't even teach you about it. They had you sing an upbeat song about it. Yeah. And then the wah wah are the babies, the kids. Isn't that crazy? But you don't know what you're singing. And then, like I said, time passes and there's like that disconnect and it just becomes a song that you think you're singing that's innocuous. And it's- But at least like Ring Around the Rosie, that sounds sweet. Like when you're singing it, pocket full yeah. of posy. Your Titanic death song, it just sounds awful all around. Yeah, it's about like a horrible, horrific incident. It's terrible. On that note. (laughs) On that note, should we do some questions? Yeah. That was really interesting, by the way. I really liked that a lot. I thought they were so fascinating. And it makes me feel so stupid for not knowing some of them because the things that we walk away with that we're so sure we know, we don't. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. All right. Um... (laughs) Here's one. What is the dumbest way that you've ever been injured? I fell down my steps a couple months ago. That probably, that That's probably your whole it. thing is you fell down the steps? Well, that was kind of dumb. All right. That, and then I think I told the story before, but in Vietnam when I was riding a bike <laughs> and I lost complete control. To this day, she won't bike ride with me anywhere. No. I won't refuse do it. it. I refuse to do it. And I, I got distracted and my bike went into a ditch and I fell on a rice paddy and just completely got scratched up. I still have and a scar on my back. And this is after the same thing happened in Napa too. And then you Oh did my again. God. In Napa, I was like a hamster in a wheel. Like my legs were just going, <laughs> but I wasn't moving anywhere. Like I couldn't figure it out. I would, I would say that probably. That is funny. What about well, you? Well, now that you're okay. Yeah. Um, I, I can think of two. One, which was so stupid, and we might have talked about this. 
I think we did talk about this when I inhaled an earring from the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, to try and get it out. The other was what was <laughs> so dumb, and then to have to explain it. And I remember the whole way to the hospital trying to come up with a better story. But there I'm is like, no better story. How do you explain it? They're going to see it in the X-ray. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, we had a Roy Rogers in our mall, and I remember we were a foster family, so we had kids like literally like everywhere, mm-hmm. hanging off of like every chandelier. And so my job was to get the ketchup cups at the salad bar, but they were too high and they were on this like metal ledge. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I got it. Genius. I'm going to get a running start. And in my head, I'm like, what, Shaquille O'Neal, right? Yeah. I'm going to get a running start in slow motion. I'm going to reach out, grab those ketchup cups, and the little paper ones, and then I'm going to retract my hand, land. Obviously, everyone's going to applause. Oh, right? yeah. Of course. And, yeah. Then, and, then I'll, and then I'll sign autographs and we'll move on with yeah. my, my burger. And then I'll get a contract for the yeah. NBA exactly. and life is good. Instead, what happened was I did the first part, except uh, I, I got the ketchup cups and then my body came down and the rest of my fingers stayed up on <gasps> the ledge. So I chopped off part of my finger <gasps> at... Roy Rogers. Which finger? My right one. It's very lumpy. If you ever look at it. I chopped it off. It stayed up there. I came down. They obviously called 911. They put it on a bed of ice from the salad bar in a little salad bar container. So it was in this little, back then it was all styrofoam, a little styrofoam container. And then they blew up one of the little um, latex gloves from the Roy Rogers guy. Was your finger in that? No, they were trying to distract me because I was also holding my, my own finger. Oh. And then if that wasn't bad enough, years later, I, with a knife while cutting Canadian bacon, chopped off the same finger again. And also a couple months ago, you shut your hand in my door. Oh yeah. I think it was the same finger. I, I don't remember it which one it, it, it was anymore. But yeah, that was really stupid. I felt like an actual idiot. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one signed my contract. So <laughs> I'm still waiting. Here I am. Uh, what's your most unusual talent? I think we both know mine. Un- oh, we definitely know yours. Which I don't think is unusual, no, but I will tell is. you. So we did a, a, a practice recording of it. <laughs> I sound amazing. It sound, all right, just do it. You I have sound to do professional. It, it sounds so amazing. My talent is whistling, which we all know. But I it's not a normal whistle though. Like if you remember Dick Van Dyke back in the day or like one of those old shows where like the dads walk around the house always whistling show yeah. tunes. That's Julia, but she'll whistle rap songs like she'll whistle I do, anything. anything it doesn't it matter like and I I am like a very happy whistler so it's like um <laughs> and I have like vibrato in my whistle I that wasn't even good because I'm smiling too much but that's what I do all day long and I remember at work she now has birds and squirrels all around her <laughs> People could find me anywhere. Because she would you just follow the whistle. If you're in a store with her and you yeah. can't find her, you're just like, oh, listen for I'll the whistle. Team. That's She's all you have cheese. to do. What is yours? What's your most unusual it's talent? Not that. Oh you my wish. so I do wish. I wish I could whistle like you. Mine is probably all of my fingers are double jointed. Oh my god. So they can like move in weird ways, but if you look closely at them, like you can tell that they are. But it's not just when she's like trying to be double jointed, she'll like point at something. Oh, yeah. And like part of her finger is just not facing the the, the yeah. way the rest of the finger like, is. I'm like, which way are you pointing? Is it this way or is it over here? It like looks like a wave kind of. Like it's That's not true. straight. Yeah. It's like a wave. When you do it, it like arches up. Yeah. My knees are the same thing too. <gasps> so- my knees like buckle back. Oh my god, is that like can you run? 
We've never I mean, run together, have we? Not We've well, done like workouts. For asking. <laughs> I'll show you them. <laughs> when she falls over on the front lawn <laughs> later. All right. Um, what is the most awkward thing that happens to you on a regular basis? Just everyday life. Like I am just an <laughs> awkward human being. So I just feel like any encounter with someone I don't know. Oh God. Any encounter worst. with someone I do know. Like it's just <laughs> all around awkward. Literally, it's always awkward. Yeah. And even if it like on the outside looks awkward, you're awkward on the inside. And, and, and then it makes it like even more like, awkward. Is it going to stop? Like, oh I... my God. I just need to like find an excuse. Like shut someone, up. Like, stop talking. So like run over my foot so I can like actually have a reason to leave. <laughs> what about you? Um, you're reminding me by the way, when I ran over my own foot in, did oh I tell you this? God, no. When I lied, I, where were we? St. Kitts. And I was with someone and we were renting a scooter and the guy asked if I'd ever driven a scooter before. Oh, you did tell but me this. you're not allowed to rent a scooter unless you already have experience. So I lied. And then he was like, okay, here it is. And then I immediately ran over my own foot and started bleeding everywhere. And I had to like hide it because there's a trail of blood behind me. And we all knew it was happening. Did you still ride it after? No, he made the other person yeah, that was with it. me take the scooter. Yeah. Because I obviously did And then not. you're awkwardly like straddling someone yeah. from the back with yep. your arms around them. Yeah. While I'm like gushing blood as we keep going away. Yep. Off in the distance. <laughs> Mine is, and it happens all the time when I'm shopping. It happens when I grocery shop. I don't know what happens, but I zone out. And if I'm walking, a lot of times I shop just with a basket because I go like every other day. So I don't usually need a cart. Right. I zone out and then I don't zone in until I am. I've never like, you know how like, like I have a Toyota. It won't let me crash into someone in front of me. It stops me like just short of that. Yeah. I've heard. So (laughs) (laughs) I will come out of it when I'm like, I've come up behind someone, but it looks like I'm spooning them (laughs) standing up. And then I have to slowly like back up, back up without it being really obvious. That, and like sometimes I'll look back and then I've got to pretend I'm looking at something on the aisle. So you but don't know personal space. I, I, I don't Which know what happens. because you do know personal space. So I don't know what happens to you in a supermarket. No, when I'm conscious, I don't want to hug. Like don't come near me. Like yeah. I get very awkward. Yeah. But when I'm zoned out, I will accidentally spoon you in a supermarket and then have to apologize because yeah. I've touched your butt. And then I apologize and I probably will do it again in the next aisle all over again. Yeah. I have a date by the time I come out of there. (laughs) You're pregnant by the time you leave the supermarket. I'm also super awkward if I get like a compliment from somebody. Oh, yeah. If someone's like, oh, your hair looks good. I'm like, oh, thanks. I haven't washed it in a week. Like, (laughs) why do I even have to say anything? Like, just say thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, though. Or they'll be like, I like your outfit. I'll be like, thanks. I got it for $2 off the sale rack. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbest (laughs) shit I say. Like, just say thanks. It's hard, though, because it's like it feels like you're egotistic. Like, oh, thank you. You get, like, all goofy. Yeah. Like... <laughs> there's a meme, or there's this thing I saw on TikTok where someone's like, "Oh, you're so pretty," and the girl's like, "Who thinks?" Like, she like makes like all these like weird faces. It's like, just thanks. There is what is her name? She um, what is the name of the guy in the office? Not in the American office, the one that's married to the really pretty British girl, John Krasinski. Yes, Jim. What is his wife's name? In real life. Emily Blunt. Yes. She's the one who was on Graham Norton the other day talking about how uh, when he complimented her for the first time, he said something nice to her and she was like, ah, yeah, stop. It's like, stop it. Don't, yeah. Just don't say anything. Yep. It's so awkward. Yeah. Um, what is, I don't know if you'll have one, but uh, we're just coming out of summer when we have bugs everywhere. Do you have a worst bug related story? I was driving one time 
No, I was in the car with someone and they were driving. And I looked up and I have a really big fear of spiders. I thought I, you were going to tell my praying mantis story like it was your story. No, no, no. <laughs> Though that is one of my favorite stories ever. And there was a spider on the, um, what's the thing that comes down? The visor. The visor. Yeah. I, and it's just there. So in my head, I'm like, it's going to drop at any minute. It's going to fall it's on me. Obviously it's poisonous. I'm going to die yeah. in like two seconds. I started screaming. I had her pull over at that point. Like I didn't You're know where it was. You're like she crashed the car. I, what? You're Ew. lucky she didn't crash the car with you what screaming. What are you pulling out of your, your mouth? Your dog's hair was in my mouth. Oh. So I had her pull over. I didn't see the spider at that time. I have on a dress. I, I probably flashed everybody on 295 <laughs> because this dress is like now above oh, my head. Yeah. I am like shaking it out thinking the spider is oh in my God. there. And if you do that, like you're not going to see the spider go. So you're still convinced it's on you even if it's no, not gone. No, it, it yeah. Oh That's my mine. What's yours? Um, How are you praying mantis one? <laughs> that was good. I hate praying mantises. I remember the first time I ever saw one, I might have told you. I, it was in my apartment and it sounded like someone tapping on the glass and I kept looking out the window and I'm like, I don't see anybody. It was the glass on the balcony sliding door. And then I look up and here's a praying mantis on the curtain rod inside the apartment, just staring at me. And Jamie, when I tell you I was in like slow motion catapulting over the sofa, I called my father and like all of the years that I thought I was an adult and I had grown up, I was like, Daddy, come. You have to come get it now. <laughs> and he came in. I wouldn't even answer the door. He came up and here I am, like I'm in war, right? Hiding behind the sofa like someone's shooting yeah. at me. And this praying man is just sitting there staring with his And they do eyes. nothing. Like they, they do nothing. stand them. They just sit there or stand there and pray. Yeah. That's it. They're very religious. They're, they are very religious. <laughs> there was this meme. Not, I keep calling it a meme. It was a TikTok, I guess. So a video that I saw the other day. And it was this girl. She made news because she was on vacation somewhere. And she found, I think it was a spider. And it was huge. And But it, it, lo- it wasn't like your typical looking spider. She yeah. picked it up. And oh, it was God. just crawling all over. She's like, look at this. Her boyfriend's videoing her. And blah, blah, blah. It made the news because she was holding the deadliest insect oh my god in the world oh my god that if it bit her she would have been dead in two seconds they said that i don't know if i think quick. she's stupid or if i think we're dumb for being so afraid like in that like now that we know that it's poisonous but like we do some stupid shit but i would never pick up something like that in another country that looked so crazy well like that's that. you're right and if you don't know what it is you don't touch right? it especially and we know like even if it's cute it's wild animals are wild animals exactly people that like feed squirrels out of their hands i'm like listen it's still a wild animal i do have to watch though when i go places and i see dogs no dogs so i feed that you are the worst with that i am the worst i say that but when we've been on vacation multiple times we've had dogs i know like eating out of our hands and like cuddling with them while with like fleas are hopping all yeah into my hair all right let's do one more and we'll wrap it up yep um what and i feel like we a while back we were talking about like um clothing trends that we think are stupid but more generally what is something that people think makes them look cool but actually makes them look ridiculous i hate more than anything and you see it more with celebrities when they wear sunglasses inside inside or when it's not sunny not yeah. even when it's dark outside yeah. just it's not sunny and sometimes they're like you're definitely bumping into things outside of this interview it's like, so stupid so I was watching a show do you ever watch what happens live Andy Cohen no. hosts it yeah. so he always has like 
the Real Housewives of so- it's always like usually Bravo celebrities yeah. that he interviews because it's on Bravo. Yeah, he had on one of the Real Housewives. She comes out, Lisa Renna. I don't know if you are familiar with her. Let's take a guess, but probably not. Yeah. So she comes out. She's in this outfit. And she has on these big white sunglasses inside, like huge. And I wear big sunglasses. She looked like a bug. Like she she looked like a praying mantis, right? With those big beady (laughs) eyes. She had on these sunglasses and they take questions from the crowd. Somebody actually said, (gasps) can you please take off those sunglasses? Oh my God. It is so distracting. And, and did she, she took them off. That is how ridiculous she looked. And I'm just watching like, why? I feel like you'd need a handler, right? Why? Like, if it's not bright enough, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I've been to a lot of, I mean, not a lot, but some clubs I've heard. Oh, oh yeah. When people are like wearing it's When like, guys are like, no. bags are wearing sunglasses. And I'm like, for what? You what are you doing? You can't see. Like, yeah. If it's sunny out and I go through a tunnel and yeah. I saw my sunglasses, I think I've went blind. Yeah. You can't see anything. Agreed. Stop it. Agreed. What's yours? I get so fired up about that. Oh, I, so I get angry. fired up about like this, the question. I'm telling you, there are so many things like I, and again, we're in our thirties now. So it's so easy to judge stupid fads that yeah. the younger generation does. But like some of them, I will tell you every time I see somebody smoking, like a younger, like I a know. teenager like, or twenties, I'm like, what are you doing? You didn't have to have this problem. And right. for the rest of your life, you're going to have an addiction issue. You're going to be struggling to stop smoking. Yep. It is not cool looking. It's not. Um, I struggle also with like writing in emojis or like the way, like LOLZ, like all Whoops. the, what? I always write in emojis. No, like when it's just emojis. I don't like talking emojis, but I do love the guy that laughs and he has like tears coming down his That's face. That's the one that I use all the time. Too. I do love that one. But like all the other ones where like people are piecing. I was with someone the other day and her kid, her daughter, they're like no actual words. It's, it's just, all just emojis. emojis, which I, I don't get. Um, the other thing, which I, I'm going to be really honest that I struggle with so much is on the subject of eyebrows. Some of the eyebrow styles. The that cut? Do, what's with the slit? I haven't even seen that. That's all the over TikTok. The one that I'm going to be really honest, the one in Liverpool with the gigantic, like it looks like two bugs on your forehead. We love our Liverpool friends. I love though, you all so much. And the rest of you I love, I don't love your eyebrows. Yeah. Maybe then you can wear some giant sunglasses. To hide them. <laughs> but those, I... I where it's so overdone. Where I get it. it. It is like out of control yeah. and they don't look real. And it's not even, it's not hair. Like it's just a crayon yes. drawn on. And it looks like it's a sticker like yes, on like your you've, face. You've drawn on your face and forgot that yeah, it's you, too much. Yeah, I agree. Way too much. Anyway, so there's the questions for today. Anything else before we wrap up? No, they were good. I like them. I do see a bug over. What is that? Do you see that? There's yeah. like a little critter walking on the wall. It's a spider. So stop it. Oh, Jane. Is that really a then spider? you're not going to want to be in my basement where we have like 70,000 different kinds of spiders. Probably, yeah. You're, it's, we're in a, on the lower level. Anyway. That's it. Well, on that note, um, it is swinging over. He's not crawling. Stop. He's like dangling. Stop. All right. Wrap this up so we can Thanks get out of here. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, don't forget to follow us uh, at this.is30 or... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are the worst. Julia has this issue. I used to practice. She, all that. 
she has like two lines and i'm not cutting this out my armpits start to sweat and i'm like (laughs) it's coming it's coming we're not when the words start coming out of my mouth she stares at me aggressively (laughs) as if she's like giving birth when she has to say this because she never remembers what to say I need to write it down. I need like Try a little it man to again. It. I'm gonna have to have note cards every time yeah, it's time every to time. close it out. All right. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us wherever li- wherever you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> or follow us at this dot is thirty. We'll talk to you next. Bye. Bye. Bye.